guys. Hope you all had a lovely weekend. Um, thought I'd kick off a little bit earlier tonight just because um, I always think on Monday there's a lot more to get through. Um, people tend to have a bit more, a few more questions than they do um, towards the middle of the week. Um, so yeah, I thought we'd kick off. So as ever, um, I'll let you guys know. I'll come to you in one second, Louise. Um, I'll let you guys know that obviously we are live on TikTok and we are um, also recording this for the podcasts. So just to let you know that. Sorry, I've got some incense burning. It just went straight up into my face. Uh, right, Jane Winters. Whenever you're ready, Jane, what's your question? Hi, um, I did speak to you um, a couple of weeks ago and I had another question and I've just got another query. Yeah. Um, we went to family court. My, my soon-to-be ex-husband took my, uh, my child from me yeah. um, saying there were serious safeguarding concerns. I got an emergency court order. Uh, the judge ordered him to come back straight away um, on the on the same arrangements that we had before, the sh um, equal care basis. Um, and then the judge also ordered a Section 7 report to be done. That's been carried out. Um, then, then we went to court again and the judge said, you still can't come to some sort of an agreement. You need to start communicating with mother. Um, he just refuses to communicate with me. Um, he said, I suggest that you come up with some sort of an arrangement with regarding to your son's care between now and the next court date because what you don't want is me making that court order. Um, and I'm thinking, well, it's pretty obvious because dad works away. So what dad's asking for to me just seems unreasonable because he never has had the children. So I'm just thinking, why would the judge on that day not make the order? Why would he say to us, try and come to some sort of an agreement? I've tried again by writing um, correspondence to him and I just get a load of abuse back. I don't know what to do. So I think, Jane, the first thing to, to remember is that he's talking to both of you and not just you. All right, so don't take that burden yeah. as your, you know, your responsibility. Um, yeah. It's hard to say without knowing more about your case, but if the request is so silly, sometimes judges just want parents to co-parent, and maybe yeah. that's why he's making that direction, because it's just such a silly request from Dad that actually, do you really need me to make an order when it's so blindingly obvious what the answer is? So yeah. I think if you have done all that you can do, well, then that's your duty discharged, really. Um, and yeah. when you go back to court, you would want to say to the judge, look, you know, have every confidence that I attempted to do all that I could. But I think don't perceive it that it's being directed at you necessarily. It could be that he's directing it at Dad. Yeah. Um, and he also ordered an addendum report to be yeah. done. Um, what, what would an addendum report be for? It's just to update, really. So it's the same sort of report that you've had done in the Section 7, so more wishes and feelings, but just an update. That's all it is. Right, so are they to contact me again then? Potentially. It, they may not need to. depends what they're updating the court on. They may contact right. you or they may not. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. No problem at all. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Right, so I'm going to... Um, answer a couple of questions on TikTok. Oh, and we've also got questions on our um, Discord page. So questions for socials. 
Um, so first question, hello, I own my home outright and have allowed my partner to move in. They pay a token amount to live there and will not be making any significant financial contributions to, contributions to the property now or in the future. So if we were to separate, they would walk away with nothing. If, however, we choose to have children, would my partner have any claim to the home? The answer to that is no. So it doesn't matter the fact that you have children, you still can't make a claim to that property if you're not married, okay? So you have to be married in order to make a claim to the property. Um, if you have children, then you can make a claim under Schedule 1 of the Children's Act, but that's something, that's a bit different, all right? Um, can I counteract an occupation order for two days a week? Donny, that's going to depend on the reasons the occupation order were made. So I'm just answering a few questions on TikTok, guys. Um, those of you in the in the lounge wondering what I'm doing, um, that depends on why the occupation order was made. When you say can you counteract it, do you mean can you go back to the court to say that you disagree with it? Probably you can, but you probably won't be successful. Um, it's may not work to have you coming and going so if you want to come back to the property for two days a week and ask the other person to move out that may not actually work um how old does my daughter have to be to decide she no longer wants to go to her dad's anymore um generally when they're around sort of 11 12 13 once they start senior school then we start to listen to their wishes and feelings so the court's also going to want to know why she doesn't want to go anymore um, because, you know, it's important that children have a relationship with both parents. So we're going to be looking at that as well. Um, for fun, Oh, yeah, sorry, that's just Zoe 40 something helping me out there. Um, any family law questions? If you're not married and have kids and half of mortgage is being paid, can I ask other party to buy me out? You can always ask the other party to buy you out. It's whether or not they can afford to and if indeed they want to. Um, and if they can't afford to or they don't want to, then what you need to do is place the property on the market for sale. Um, so that's, you know, what I would say to that, really. Um, if you, you know, want your equity out of it, then that may be the only option. And if they don't want to place it on the market for sale, then you have to go to court and ask for an order for sale. OK, um, need help with a restraining order. Does it have to be politics? Oh, don't really understand that question, sorry. Um, my ex never signed my clean break financial agreement when we got divorced over 12 years ago. Well, if he never signed it, that means it's never gone to court, which means that you still don't have a financial order, which means that the finances, the, the financial ties between you both are not severed. So if they're not severed, what that means is that he can potentially make a financial claim against you, okay? Um, so just be mindful of that um, unless you've got that financial order. And I say this to everybody all of the time. You have got to get that financial order in place. Otherwise, you're not completely free of your spouse. Even if you have the decree absolute, you are not free of your spouse. OK, um, let me my ex. Oh, on, my ex is trying to stop me seeing my daughter, even though I have a court order. If they're in breach of the court order, then all you can do is take it back to court. All right. So just wanted to answer a few questions there on the TikTok. Um, Mick B, you are up next. What's your question? Hi. Hello. Um, I've separated from my partner about five, six years ago. Yeah. Um, and we've, we've been doing it like just between ourselves, fairly amicable on yeah. who has 
uh, with Dr. Awen. Yeah. Um, so I've, I, I normally have our Thursday, uh, Saturday and Sunday overnight. And then about three min- months ago, uh, she decided she wanted some of the weekends and it uh, started going down the mediation route. Yeah. Um, but I basically said, what is it that you want? And um, rather than having to go through the, the FAF, and she'd said that she just wanted like one weekend um, out of them. So I said, if you're all right splitting it, kind of one Saturday, one Sunday, rather than together, then I'm happy with that. Um, but then like recently, the last couple of weeks, she's been saying that she wants more weekend time, uh, but not looking to give any other time anywhere else. So I'd, I'd put a couple of rotors together and, and it was kind of like, oh, can't have Friday because that's our night when we have a movie. Can't have Wednesday because that's when she goes to brownies and that's when we do our thing. Um, would have kind of agreed on Saturday after I was saying about uh, like speaking together, like yeah. all, all three of us. Um, and it came to the conclusion of us having the Wednesday, Thursday, and then every other weekend. And uh, my daughter was there, obviously, and she said she was happy with that. But then I got a message this morning to, uh, saying, oh, you'll get a letter off because I've been in touch with a solicitor. This was before we spoke on Saturday. Um, but since talking, I've decided that don't, I, I'm not happy with the, the Wednesday. I want to do it as just every other weekend, the Thursday, and just on the weekend you don't have her, the Friday. But obviously she's kind of, my understanding from reading online was that the kind of first step that you had to do was mediation, but we've gotten the letter off the solicitors this morning. It seems like she's kind of skipped that step. And I don't, like, I've been trying to get in touch with solicitors today and I've got someone calling us back tomorrow um, and tried getting in touch with mediation, but uh, they say that they'd get someone to call us back. So I'm not really sure I've, Okay, so all right. Let 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 me jump in then. So ultimately, there's no agreement with regard to you know when you're going to see your daughter. That that's essentially what's happened. So that the communications broke down and there is no agreement. There has been agreements and then she is no longer sticking to the agreements. Don't confuse the mediation element with the court process. So she doesn't have to go to mediation unless you are thinking about or she's thinking about doing a court application that's when mediation comes into it okay that's when it sort of becomes a required step if she simply wants to go to get some legal advice um, and for whatever reason is no longer agreement uh, in agreement to that proposal you put forward she can do that she can she's absolutely entitled to do that Um, And she's able to write to you or her solicitors are, which they have done, and then you can respond. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to then go and get a solicitor. I mean, let's let's always try and keep things simple in in children's matters, particularly. It's, It's less easy to do in the financial matters. But in the children's matters, if we just keep in the forefront of our mind that it's the child's right to have a relationship with both parents, okay? If yeah. the disagreement is about the days, the times, the frequency, I don't really think we need to be running to solicitors about that potentially. If she wants to go to see a solicitor, that's fine. But don't don't then feel pressured to you going to get a solicitor. What I would then suggest to her is, look, we clearly can't do it ourselves through, you know, emails or texts or whatever. 
What about we go to mediation? How about we try to get some professional help to help us get to an agreement? And if you can't get to an agreement that way, then you would make a court application. Okay, but I, I don't think at this stage any need to go and get solicitors, not unless she's starting to make some wild allegations that the child's not safe with you, um, you know, and, and then we get into that tricky area of do we need a fact find hearing, you know, what's the nature of these allegations, just just keep it simple is what I would say. Got you. There's no nothing bad like that, but yep. uh, she has said that should um, my daughter has not wanting to spend as much time with us. Yeah. Now it was always fine when she's with us, but there is a bit of kind of how do I say it nice? So sometimes historically, when I've when I've called, she's been in the background going, burr, burr, burr. he does go on, doesn't he?" And those kind of stuff, and it's kind of like. <laughs> I don't know. She says it's just joking, but to to me, all all the little scenarios like that are kind of putting a sour taste in my daughter's mouth about us. Yeah. Um, and same with out of the two, um, I'm the more disciplinarian in terms of, oh, do I need to tell dad when I see him that you're misbehaving? So I become the, like, the strict one and she's the the best friend if that makes sense and i think if you were having more regular contact with her a lot of these little issues you'd be able to iron out you know they're, they're not sort of major issues really you know if your daughter doesn't want to spend as much time with you that's fine but you and her need to have that conversation about that you know it's it's not appropriate i think for your ex to be telling you and and being the go-between um, and it's okay for you to tell your ex that. But I think ultimately, if we can just arrive at some sort of pattern of contact, um, that's going to help with, with a lot of those other issues. All right. That's it. Thank you. That kind of reaffirms me, me thought process. Thank Good. you very much. You're welcome. No problem. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Um, next is Juniper. Juniper, whenever you're ready, what's your question? Hi. This is the first time I've done this, so I'm hoping it works. Oh, I can hear you loud and clear. That will work for me then. So I have a friend who is currently going through um, divorce and they haven't done the financial settlement yet. Yeah. He sees the child very regularly, but doesn't actually in a position to have him overnight because he's waiting for the financial settlement so that he's able to purchase the property so that he can then have 50% um, custody. Where's he living now? At the moment, he's living with his parents. Okay. Um, if he doesn't sort out overnight custody before he before, before the financial settlement goes in, will that impact negatively on the financial settlement? Yes. Even if he's planning to go to 50%. Yes. And, and, and I can tell you now, the longer it goes on where he's not having overnight, the less likely he is to get 50-50 shared care. Uh, even if he's seeing the child five, six days a week? Yeah. Because he's okay. not he's not having a, he's not having overnight contact. So, and that's why I asked where he was living. If he's living with his parents, um, is is there not a way that perhaps he could still start overnight contact now? He doesn't have to wait until he gets a property, um, and you know because if he's waiting to get a property and then going for shared care, that's probably not going to happen. You know, all that he'll get um, because the court's always looking to keep the status quo. So it, it chances are he'll end up just being an, a sort of every alternate weekend dad. 
um, and there'll be a main residence with mum, unless mum agrees that they have shared care. But yes, and of course, uh, then it the will moment, it will impact she, on the finances. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say she is agreeing to fifty percent, but obviously a fifty percent of the care. Um, but that's still going to be decided after the financial settlement. And I did think it might negatively impact the financial settlement. He'll get based on not having the kid overnight, and then he'll go to fifty fifty. Uh, yeah, but a very small assessment. Yeah, but if mum is in agreement to it being shared care, once he has the um, his proceeds of sale or whatever is he's waiting on, um, well then the order should reflect that. It won't reflect it if mum doesn't agree, but if mum agrees, okay. then we can we can get that written into the financial order. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your help. You're welcome. No problem. Right next on my list is crypto believer. Hi there, can Hello. you hear me? I can, yeah, what's your question? Hi, thank you so much. Um, I just have two questions. Um, the first is, my sibling is going through a divorce and um, we jointly own a property. Um, it's in his name, but I have a, we have a deed of trust yep. um, with, with an audit trail as well. Um, and um, I just wanted to ask, um, it would, and it was a, it's a, it was a premarital asset, would that be protected for me in terms of my share and potentially the, the house itself um, when they go through the divorce? So all that will be included in the matrimonial asset is your brother's share. Okay, but yeah. how would it work? Because if, if would the judge ask him to potentially sell that share or remortgage? Or... That, that depends on what other assets are in the, in the marriage. So that the court's priority is going to be to make sure the housing needs of all the parties are met. So if it means that potentially the other party takes a little bit more, say, from the main home to reflect the fact that your brother has already got half of the equity in that home. So it, it will just depend on the overall pot and how best to divide it. OK, and then I just have one other question. So the, um, she, his ex, well, soon to be ex-wife is, is currently on benefits and the benefits threshold is £16,000. So um, he offered her a settlement of that much, but she's asking for more. And he said, well, that would wipe your benefits. But she's then saying they have a, they have a son. So she's saying to put the money in trust for the son. And the court order him to do that. And I mean, would that work? Because obviously the money would be for him rather than her. Yeah, again, that's going to depend on what assets are available and if everyone's housing needs are met, okay? So chances are, um, you know, if the court aren't satisfied that she has enough from the matrimonial settlement, then she, they, he may be ordered to give her more. So neither of them have housing. They're both in rented accommodation. Okay. Well, then, then um, the property that he owns with you is potentially at risk if that's the only asset available in the marriage. All right. Okay. He, he he needs to go and get some legal advice is what I would say. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank Thanks. You. Um, Momo Mizzy, you are next up. What's your question? Oh, I can hear you. I can, yeah. Perfect, yeah. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, my question is in regards to a guardianship of a, of a child. So, my niece currently recently has um, basically come, come to us, to, to myself and... and um, and her grandparents um, say that she's been touched inappropriately by my sister's boyfriend, so her mother, her mother's uh, boyfriend. And we've involved the police, and they're aware of the case, and essentially her mother uh, is taking his side 
um, basically. Uh, And we obviously don't want to let my niece back to that house because obviously he's still around. Yeah. So we were thinking of perhaps taking this to court and getting a guardianship for my niece. Is that a possibility? How would that work in this case? Well, have you got social services support? Are they backing you on this? Yes, they are, yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, if you've got their support, then that makes your case stronger. Um, obviously, it, it there's no guarantee you'll get the SGO, the Special Guardianship Order. Um, the courts take those sorts of applications very seriously because if you are successful in the SGO, then obviously your parental responsibility will rank above the mother's. Um, so, you know, yeah. the court don't enter into the SGOs lightly. Um, so, yes, I mean, I, I would, I mean, obviously I can't, you know, give you any sort of view as to the prospects of success. But what I would say is if you've got social services support, that's going to help. Right. That's definitely going to help. Okay. Okay, yeah, it's it's it, they, they, the social um, services have told us that they, they find it extremely unusual that, um, yeah, she's basically not believing her own daughter and taking, um, taking boyfriend's side and allowing him to be still in the house. We've, ever since she's, the, the, my niece has told us, we've taken her out of the house and she's currently with my parents, her grandparents. Right. Um, and, yeah, but it would just be a case of perhaps getting that official. Uh, that, would, that would be my question. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, okay. All right, good luck with that. Thank you. All right, Bye. thank you. Um, Shan, you are next on the list. What's your question? Hi, can you hear me? I can, yeah. So um, I'll start off with this. So I'm South African. I have two kids that are born in the UK, and I'm currently married to a British gentleman. Um, and my question is that can I still get help with paying? Because I'm the one that wants a divorce. Um, can I still get help um, with paying for that divorce because um, as far as I'm aware, from what I watched your previous video, it was £593. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely you can. You can you can apply for what we call fee remission by filling out the EX160 form. Um, and it, they'll, they'll ask you questions about your income, etc. And if you qualify for fee remission, then you may get help. It's not guaranteed, but you can give it a go. Yeah, obviously the other thing is there, there is abuse involved, so would that make a difference? So if there's domestic abuse, then you're talking about legal aid. So you need to give the civil legal advice line a call. Um, have you got uh-huh. a pen? And I'll give you the number. I have, yeah. Yeah, so it's 0345 yeah. 345-4345. Yeah. Okay, and that's the civil legal advice line. Give them a call um, and they'll be able to guide you with regard to a legal aid application. That's very different to a fee remission, what I just told you about, okay? Okay. All right, then. Good luck with that. Thank Thanks. you so much. Bye. Bye. Um, Superwoman, you are next on my list. Hiya, can you hear me? I can, yeah. What's your question? Hiya. Um, so my ex-partner still lives in our house. Um, I'm paying a, a £1,000 a month for the mortgage. Yep. Um. We've been separated for three years. Um, she's now wanting me to pay child maintenance. Obviously, I've not been paying it, but we're paying the mortgage. Um, she wants the £400 a month going into her bank for six months, which will enable her to get a mortgage. What I can't understand is how is that my problem, to be fair. So, are you living in the property and she's moved out? No. No. She's, she's, the mortgage is in both of our names, so obviously I've got that legal right to pay the mortgage. 
Right. Um, is she paying anything towards the mortgage? Nothing. She's lived in that house mortgage-free for the past three years. Okay. Well, she has a duty. Is it a joint-named mortgage, I take it? Yes. Yeah. So she has a duty to pay 50%. I think what you but need... She doesn't do that because I, because I don't pay maintenance. Okay. Well, if that's the arrangement, then that's the arrangement. If she's now saying, well, I need the child maintenance, you can say, fine, I'll give you the £400, but I'm only paying half of the mortgage. Right. right. That, okay. Yeah, and and if there's no agreement there. Then obviously. But the house is actually sold at the minute. It's just subject to contracts being signed. But she's. I went over to see my son the other day, and she's turned around and said, "Oh well, I'm gonna have to stay. I'm gonna have to pull out of the sale and stuff because I can't get a mortgage." Right. Um. And she's had a financial advisor. Yeah. Um. And they've said that I need to pay maintenance and she she wants it paid into her bank every month but then she's going to give me it back so it just proves that she's kind of got an income sort yeah of thing. yeah there's i think there's a few different questions going on here so you know it, whether or not she can afford a mortgage that's 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 her problem all right yeah if she's going to stop the sale because now she's realized the house is about to sell and she hasn't got enough money for a deposit well there's not too much you can do about that really because the, the remedy is to go to court and get an order for an order for sale. Well, the time you've done that, you've she's already stopped the sale. She can stop the sale in a heartbeat, depending yeah. on what stage you're at. But, of course, to get to court and get an order is going to take you the best part of three to four months. Yeah. So I, I, I don't really know which question I'm no, answering. I don't, I don't know. I'm just at that point where I'm like, I just don't know what to do. Do I... I don't. I can't really afford to sit paying a thousand pound a month every month, like I have done for the past three years, and then another four hundred pound plus well, on top to try and help her get a mortgage. Then yeah, hey, I want the help. Yeah, I don't. I've, I've I don't. Got a son with her, and I don't think but, that's your responsibility to help her get a mortgage. I mean, no. you know, the the other way we could look at it is you've been paying the mortgage, so she hasn't had that overhead um, to pay her half, and therefore she could have been putting money away. Yeah. If if she, well, she can't, she's never got any money. Well, then she can't afford a mortgage, really. So we're going, yeah. we're sort of going round and round in circles. Yeah. I mean, I think all you can do is is keep paying the mortgage or half the mortgage and give her the child maintenance, whatever. But you can't do any more than that. And whatever yeah. she then decides to do, i.e., stop the sale. Well, you have got a remedy. It obviously just won't be immediate. Yeah, just go and get a order of sale. Yeah, yeah. Right. Thank you All right, much. no problem. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Craig, you're next up on my list. What's your question? Can you hear me? I can, yeah. Perfect. Um, so basically, I went to my daughter's school on Friday to pick her up, and her mum turned up um, being very irate in front of the teachers and the other school kids. Now, her mum knows that we've got a court order in place to set out days that I'm supposed to be having my daughter when I'm to pick her up and when I'm to drop her off. Yeah. Now, she's trying to stop me from seeing my daughter by throwing allegations at me, um, such as sexual assault on my daughter. Uh, she's trying to get social services involved and things like that. Is there any way I can get this back into court without her having to break the court order just to get it reinforced or get the court order altered? Um, so you can you've got two options. You can obviously make an application to enforce the order because by the sounds of it, if she's making those sorts of allegations, which are fairly serious, then she's not going to be allowing contact to continue. So therefore, she's in breach. Or you can make an application to vary. 
So to it, vary. It, it, yeah, to vary the order. So it depends what you're looking to achieve. I mean, were you ha were you happy with the existing order? Say that again, sorry. Were you happy with the existing order? Um, yeah, I was happy with the existing order until she started trying to stop contact. Because all of a sudden, the day before I was due contact with my daughter, she randomly texted me saying, I'm stopping uh, contact due to child uh, welfare concerns and so, safeguarding concerns. Yeah, so now you need to do a C79, which is an application to enforce. C79, yeah. right, okay. Yeah, all right, and that but, will uh, that will enforce what, that, Craig. And what would that entail, sorry? So the court's going to list it for a hearing and you're going to be saying to the court, I have an order that this court gave me for contact and now mum isn't allowing me to have that contact. So it flies in the face of what the court have decided is appropriate for the child. So you are asking right. the court to enforce that order. Mum may then use the opportunity to say, well, the reason I've stopped contact is because of these allegations and I've got welfare concerns. And then, of course, that opens up a whole can of worms with regard to a fact find or what have you. Right. OK, that's perfect. All right. No problem. Thanks, Brilliant. Craig. Thank you for your help. Bye. Bye-bye. Sadie, you are next on my list. What's your question? Hi. Um... So I have a child arrangements order in place with my ex-partner yep. to do with our son. Yep. Um, it's recently been changed. Before, I used to do all the travel. It's a two-hour round trip to collect him each weekend and return him again. Um, when we went back to court, the courts decided that we should have a midway meeting point to help ease the financial side on myself. Yeah. Um, but his father... Um, says he has a, a medical condition, um, fibromyalgia, which he can sometimes get achy. And it was agreed that if he was having a bad day, which were at the time very few and far between, um, that I would do the transport. Um, so since we've had the order in place, it's been every single weekend, he said, I'm not well enough, can you do it? I said, yeah, um, can you cover my, my sort of fuel costs? Um, and he's trying to say that the that lies on me with regards to the court order, um, and it's got to a point where, I mean, he's getting quite aggressive in front of my son. Every time I pick up, I'm having to either take someone with me or record the meetings, and he, I, I, I don't get out of my car. Um, my son's old enough to get sort of out of the car and, and bring himself to my car. Yeah. Um, but he, he still gets out of his vehicle and comes to me to have a go. Um, even so much as on Friday, he said, I'm, I'm not well, you're going to have to pick him up. I said, OK, I'll pick him up from school. Um, I, you know, I don't wish to really have contact with you. And uh, so he he wanted to be awkward and decided to take him out of school an hour early just so I had to go to his house to, to collect him so he could confront me and, and have a go. OK, so what's your question to me, Sadie? I understand the problem. What's your question? Um, so... With regards to the child arrangements order, should I be covering the financial side if I have to go and do the transport, or should he be covering that because that's the reason why it was actually put in place in the first place? Well, I think I think that's a, that's an obvious one, really. I mean, if if the if it was brought back and and the courts made a decision on that, then obviously it's meant to be shared. Um, so that yeah. would be my but. I think the, the other query that I had or, or sort of red flag as you were talking is um, he's making a bit of a song and dance about the fact that he's always ill 
um, and therefore can you do the pickups and the drop-offs? I think my response would be that if you're not well enough to collect, then you're not well enough to have contact and perhaps we should skip it and we'll see you next weekend. Well, it's, it's actually the other way around. So he lives with his dad during the week and he comes to me at weekends. Oh, I see. I see. Um, which is what I gave him the residency. We, we originally went to court because um, he kept trying to blackmail me and saying, if you don't pay my bills, basically, um, I, you're not going to have him. Um, he made me sign loads of stuff over to him. He made me leave with nothing. Um, and, and eventually I, I said, actually, enough's enough. And we went to court. So he, he essentially is the main parent. So you're, you're a little bit beholden to him now, I think, um, in, in order to have contact with your son. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it, it just seems to be a, an ongoing thing. And you know <laughs> what? I yeah. It. And you know what, Sadie? By, by the sounds of it, I mean, this guy, you know, doesn't sound great, obviously. He's a bit of a bully. He likes to control. I think, you know, the reality is you're probably going to sort this problem out and then there's going to be another problem. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's one oh, of them. 100%. Yeah, it's just going to keep um. going until <laughs> such times as your son. How old is your son now? He's nine. Nine. So you've still got another nine years before he's 18. Um, yeah. I mean, look, to well, answer... He's, he's nearly 10, so it's oh, yeah. one less. But... To, to answer your original question, I mean, if the court have made it, um, uh, you know, to share the travel, then we should be sharing the costs of that. Okay. All right. Lovely, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Sadie. Hello, Thanks. Charlotte, saying hello on TikTok. She's uh, from my neck of the woods here in Chippenham. Craig, you are up next. Hi, yeah, sorry to bother you again. That's okay. It was, it was just a quick question I forgot to ask. Yeah. Uh, in regards to my ex-partner, she's got another ex-partner and she's stuck in contact with him and his son and he's going through a court process to get access to see his son. Yeah. Um, are we able to bring the two court cases together with them both being so similar as her stopping me from seeing my daughter and her stopping him from seeing his son? No. 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 I know I know the common denominator is mum, but there's no relationship between the children. It, you know, except that no, so the the no, the the, the court's gonna want to keep those applications separate. Right, fantastic. That's brilliant. That's all I all need right. to clarify. Thanks, Craig. Thank bye you. bye. Bye bye. Hello to um, people on TikTok are joining me from Khan, which is just up the road, and from Caution, which is just up the road, and a hello from Bristol. Um, and yes, I do have a northern accent. Well, I'm Midlands originally, um, but of course I don't live in Birmingham anymore and haven't done for about 30 years now. 20 years, maybe. 30 years, 20 years. Um, Tashley, you are next up. What's your question? Hi, can you hear me? I can, yeah. Hi, so my partner's ex has, um, they're in court for child arrangements. Yeah. They submitted two statements. Yeah. Um, and there is provable lies in, is it worth us asking for a fact-finding hearing? Although they're not contesting contact per se. So the court will decide if a fact-find hearing is necessary. Um, what would be, if, if they're not um, denying contact, or sorry, did you say they weren't asking for contact, why would you, what would you hope to gain from the fact find? Help me understand that first of all. So there's a lot of um, safeguarding allegations that have been made. Yes. Um, and we've we've detailed nine breaches of the child arrangements already, yes. which she's denying. 
but we have evidence to support it. And there's a couple of other things as well that she's then throwing in extra on top um, and saying that there's speech delay and things that haven't been diagnosed. There's just multiple lies and she starts trying to say that it's all true. And then in a private conversation between themselves has admitted that it's lies and that that's not what she actually wants. So, but again, help me understand why a fact find would assist there. What what would you want the court to, to make a finding of and, and why? A finding in our favour that he would be more suitable to have a minimum of shared cared order. Oh, I see. Or for okay. us to have full residency of him because of the mm. safeguarding concerns that we've detailed. Okay. Um, what's the contact like at the moment with Dad? How um, much? It should be three evenings a week and alternate overnight weekends, but it changes according to her feelings and what she's up to, essentially. Okay. I would say, the first thing I would say is that trying to get a change of residence is incredibly hard. Um, so you, you're probably not going to succeed on that. Um, I think the starting point would be to get the current arrangement regular. So I think that you need to, because the thing, the thing is, if mum's, if mum has real safeguarding concerns, she'd stop contact altogether. Okay. So you need to go back to court to say, right, we need to get up and running with what we should be having the three nights a week, the alternate weekends, whatever it is. If mum then challenges that and says, well, the reason that I've been stopping it is because of these allegations, then you can ask the court for a fact find. But initially you're just asking for the order to be um, to, to recommence and to have that routine put in place. Once the routine is in place and it's working, um, then you can potentially go for shared care. But at the moment, it's too big a leap to go from this inconsistent every now and again contact to a complete change of residence. The, the court just wouldn't agree to that at all. That wouldn't be seen potentially as being in the children's best interests. Okay, that's fine. We put in um, the paperwork for breach of child arrangements. Yeah. And they asked us to detail for the next hearing what we would like as to come out of what the breach is. And we've said we just want the regularity of the contact, contact to happen. Is that something that would happen? Do we need to detail anything more? Well, the court's going to want to know what you consider to be regular and what's actually happening now. So the court, you know, you, you've really got to be detailed with the court about what it is that you're asking the court to do. Okay, thank All right, you. No problem, thanks. Um, quick question on TikTok. Someone's asking if they need biological dad's permission for stepdad to adopt. Um, the answer is you don't necessarily need the permission, but he will be notified of that. Um, and of course, because if the adoption goes ahead, then biological dad will lose his parental responsibility. So he will most definitely be notified of the adoption application. The other thing I would say is that if you are thinking of making an adoption application, get in touch with social services because you will need their support. OK, you you are going to need them to get on board with the application and they will do an assessment. So that's the other thing I would say about adoption. All right. Um, another question. A father asked if he could get legal aid to make a contact application. You will only get legal aid if domestic violence is involved. If you just want to make a contact application and there's no domestic violence involved, you do that using the C100 form, okay? And the court fee is £232. 
If you think you qualify for fee remission, for example, you're on a low income, you can complete the EX160, all right? Um, just going back to TikTok, that person's come back and asked me, um, sorry, I didn't catch your name, um, the about the adoption question. Does biological father still need to know even though he's not having contact? Yes, because when you make your adoption application, the court will want to know that you've served dad with the application. So yes, he will need to know, okay? Um, Sierra, have you got a question for me? Hello, can you hear me? I can, yes. What's your question? Uh, well, my question is, I'm, I'm going through a divorce at the moment. Yeah. And uh, my husband has applied for the uh, conditional order and I've received an email to giving me the court date. Um, yeah. It does say on there that I don't need to attend unless um, I have, you know, I oppose it or something. But from what I understand, the law has changed and you can't contest a divorce. But I have plans to make a financial order, yeah. um, apply for a financial order. So does that mean I have to attend this hearing? No, is that for your decree nice is it you're talking about your or your conditional yes. order? Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah, you, the first order. No, the you, order. you don't attend court for that. That that will simply be made um, you know, by the judge. And you've then got six weeks between that being made and your decree absolute being made. So if right. you want to submit your financial order, you yeah. would you would do it prior to the decree absolute being made. And if you need more time then you would just write to the court to say, look, please don't make the decree absolute because we are working towards getting a financial order. Right, so as soon as I receive the conditional order, I ask her for more time. Yes, if you think that you need more than six weeks. Are you both in agreement oh. to the order, to the financial no. order? Oh, okay. No. Okay. And who's the um, petitioner? Is it you? No, um, no, he's, he's the applicant. He's so, so he's the one that's done yeah. the divorce. Okay. So yeah, you are going to need to write to the court then because he could potentially, after six weeks, simply make the um, application for decree absolute. Yeah. So write yeah. to the court, let them know that you want a financial order and not to make the, the well, it's the it's called a final order now, isn't it? So Final order, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll do that. Thank you so much. For You're welcome. Help. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Uh, Paul? Let's try again. Is this the same, Paul? Hello, Paul. Hello, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Yay. Well done, you. Oh, Yay. Thank God for that. You sorted it. Well I'm, done. It's just, it's just an extension to the, um, the, the RAF question that was posed. I think it was TikTok or it was on uh, Instagram. And you talked about, I'm in the military myself. I'm about to go for a divorce. Yeah. And you talked about a pension and about how uh, my, 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 my soon-to-be ex-wife, with a bit of luck, is um, going to take half of my pensions for which she's entitled to which is we've been married for five years so she'll get two and a half now i wasn't too sure whether you included in that the early departure payment which is what used to be known as the lump sum that we used to get is that included within that um when are you likely to get that paul uh, when i when i put my notice in so what i'm when yeah, but I, what, uh, what? The moment, I've, I've fulfilled my 22 year career i've gone beyond that and now in 24 and a half years um as soon as my divorce is done um and and well sorry uh, uh, selling the house would be my top priority because then i've got then i can put my notice in and leave uh, and then i can buy a new property um but what but the point to that is 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 she entitled to my 
early departure payment, um, so, you know, the big lump sum, the tax-free lump sum. Yes. Yeah, so, so it depends. When when are you actually going to take that lump sum? That's That was the question I meant, Paul. When are you going to take sorry. that? Before the decree what absolute. Normally, what normally happens is, is say, let's just say I put my notice in tomorrow, you serve 12 months, and then you would you would leave the, leave the, the Navy, which I'm in, and then you would get it literally the next month, your lump sum, and then you would start your pension. So when do you intend to do that, Paul? Before before the decree absolute or after? Uh, probably, oh, that's a good point, Paul presented. I, I, I'm not sure because, um, yeah, that's a good point. Okay, so so let me put it another way. If you are, okay. if, it, if it's on its way, if you've made the request for it and you've put your notice in, etc., and it's on its way, then potentially, yes, she could be entitled to some of that depending on what assets are in, because it will be a marital asset that's in your possession or on its way, etc., especially if okay. the marriage needs it. If, however, it's not on its way and it's something that you don't know when you're going to take, then this is a very short marriage, so then she's only going to be entitled to 50% of contributions made during the five years. Right, so so, so look, if, I, if I'm actually hearing you correctly, she'll get two and a half years of my pension and then only two and a half years of my early departure payment which is um yeah whatever that lump sum will be only if you've requested your early departure payment so that's what i mean so so some yeah. pensions pay out at 55 okay if you're getting yeah. divorced at 40 that payout may not be included, particularly if it's a short marriage, because it's a long way off and you haven't requested it. You, you know, you're nowhere near getting it. So that's the point I'm making. She'll definitely get 50% of the five years worth of contributions, the length of the marriage. But if yeah. the early departure payment hasn't been requested or is a long way off because you've got no plans to, to ask for it, then potentially, potentially not. Do you see what, do you see what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And, and the other question to that is, when we were married, um, for nine months, she held a property which she had with her ex-husband yeah. um, and ended up selling. Can I, if she does claim a, a chunk out of my lump sum, can I offset it with the, uh, with basically what she made profit from the, the previous house? Does she which still... Which she used, by the way. Does she... Which she used... <laughs> Sorry. I was just going to say, does she still have it? No, she sold it. No, no. Does she still have the proceeds of sale? It, no, it went into the, our current house that we have together. So, right. in, so instead of having like sell the house for fifty fifty, would I be actually entitled to a greater share out of instead of fifty fifty? Maybe as a, as, a, as an example, say sixty forty to me, if you know what I mean. Uh, possibly not, because she's paid a lump right. sum off that mortgage. Okay, cool. She, right. she, she might say, I want my lump sum back and then we'll split it 50-50 because the marriage is so short. But just before okay. you disappear, Paul, I wanted to know, when you went on to the mic help, did you find out the answer to why we couldn't hear you? Um, I, I, to be honest with you, I pressed a lot of buttons <laughs> and it seemed to have worked. Oh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, yeah. Paul. No yeah. problem. You're welcome. And, and thank you for your answer, by the way. I, mm. I hugely appreciate it. You... And basically, what's going to happen is until I get my divorce, I'm not going to put my notice in. Well, there um, we go. So I'll serve my time out. There uh, we go. <laughs> okay. Good luck, yeah. Paul. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for playing. All right. Thank you again. Thank you. Bye bye. Bless you. Uh, Christine, you are next up. What's your question? Hi, can you hear me? Okay. I can, yes. What's your question? 
Um, just a quick question, um, maybe a question or two. I just want to know about PR, if you can actually help me. Yeah. Um, what it is, I have an ex-partner that holds PR for our son. Um, I've spoken to you before in regards to dad wanting to go to court and give up his PR rights. Um, he's very accepted the fact that he doesn't want to know the child. Yeah. Um, been with my current partner for eight years. Um, could we apply for my current partner to have PR? And if we can, does that need dad's permission or it doesn't? How? Um, so, yes, it does need uh, dad's agreement, uh, first of all. How long has the your new partner been living with the child? Because you said you're so, not married. No, we're not married. Yeah. Um, we've been together eight years and we've lived together seven and a half years so he's been in his life for like okay. seven and a half years okay so so the criteria that the court will apply when you're not married is um about three years as as a you know there's it's not set in stone but as a general rule of thumb if a person's been living with the child for about three years then they would consider that to be appropriate um if dad agrees biological dad then you would, all three of you, you would sign what we call a parental responsibility agreement, okay? Um, and you can download that from the court website. Um, if Dad doesn't agree, then you would need to make an application to the court. And of course, you would serve Dad with that application. And then Dad would let the court know why he doesn't agree, why he didn't think that your partner having PR isn't in the child's best interest. However, given that he's been living with the child for seven and a half years, I think he's probably going to struggle to convince the court, if I'm honest, that your partner shouldn't have PR. Yeah, so, sorry, what you said. Um, so Dad at first wanted to just give up all rights and wouldn't sign, like, his biological son over to my current partner. Um, today he's agreed because there's a lot of background story which I won't obviously go into from being on a public platform. Yeah, so um, he can't, he can't, yeah. he can't sign over his PR, Christine. Only a judge can take that off him, and the judge probably yeah. won't take that off, Dad. Okay, of course. So if we was to apply, so Dad's agreed to apply to sign like. For my partner to have PR, yeah. Does that mean Dad loses his PR? Does he remain no. as a um, he, all three? PR of, parent, all yeah. three of you will then have parental responsibility. All of you. Okay, that's yeah. great. That's all right. It. Thank you very much for your help. You're welcome. No problem. Thanks. Bye. Should we just try? Um, I'm just going to try genuine because that was the muffled um, just before I. Hello? So can you hear me now? Oh, there you go. I can hear you loud and clear. What's your question? Um, how do I obtain a section 9114? What for? Tell me a bit more context. Okay, um, I have a current child arrangement order. Um, big, a bit of background. My ex-husband assaulted me in front of our daughter when she was two. Yeah. I've had three non-molestation orders against him refused to do the DVPP part of his sentence. We've got through child contact orders, two of them. Uh, and the last one, he was made to do the DVPP course and was told to leave it halfway through because he was still, as they put it, playing the victim. Um, during the last contact hearing um, five years ago, he was told by the judge who'd seen a all the um, cases apart from his criminal um, one, um, that it, 
if he took me to court to get another contact, I would be within my rights to get a section nineteen one fourteen. Yeah. Um. He's. He has indirect contact only, and I'm yeah. supposed to write to him at least once a year. Um, and as long as it's once a year, that's fine. I missed last year's because I was dealing with the police having been raped by my last partner. Yeah. Um, forgot. I wrote it, but then I forgot to send it because of dealing with the police. He never sent a reminder or anything like that, and instead has gone for an enforcement order, but he's trying to manipulate the court. Slide on the form said I've never turned up to mediation. Obviously, due to the DV, we've never had mediation. Um, and he's trying to get contact with my daughter. Now, if it does go to court, that's absolutely fine because he'll just get even less contact than we have now because my yeah. daughter's now 12. Yeah. And she wants absolutely nothing to do with him, not even yeah. presence uh, indirectly. She's he still remembers the assault. And, yeah. So um, I think I think to answer to answer your question, if if the court's already indicated, um, and for those of you that that don't know what the ninety one fourteen is, it's a barring order. So it it actually prevents the other person from making an application again. Um, they're usually handed out when the other person makes excessive applications. Okay. So if the court's indicated to you that if you go back before the court again, then you will have you know, um, the right to make an application for it, then do it by all means. Generally, what, what the court will implement before a barring order is that the other person needs to seek permission before they can make the application. So he makes the application asking for permission to make his application and then the court would consider the breach. And to me, you know, the fact that he has a letter once a year and that you forgot that with good reason, it wouldn't really constitute a breach, if I'm perfectly honest with you. Um, I, I mean, just, just make the application, um, you know. And But as I say, don't be surprised if the court do that initial step of, of making him ask for permission before giving you the 9114. Okay, because they've had the first hearing in private during COVID because he made the application um, earlier in the year and yep. the, the next hearing's on the 20th of October and is a directions hearing. Okay. I was, it said on the letter from the courts that I had seven days to appeal. Yeah. So I did. Yeah. Um, once in last Thursday, but it's do I so if it does go to hearing still on the twentieth, is that when I ask them for the ninety one forty? Well, you you want to be you you want to be making your application now, so that and then asking them to join it, join your application to the hearing that's already listed. The court, what, what you've got to remember is the court's only going to make a decision on the applications before it. It doesn't apply. For, for its own orders, if you like. So at the moment, the only application before the court is his. So you now need to make your application and then ask for it to be joined so that they're heard at the same time. And when you make your application, you're going to put together a concise statement, okay? Okay, so do I have to put... How do I put that application? Is it like the, prop, the form that he does for child... Contact order that form. To get no, 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 no. So it's not, it's not a C one hundred. Um, I'd have to actually have a look because they've changed the forms recently. Let me just have a look here, and see uh, a barring order. Um, I tell you what, I'm going to do. I'm going to. It's it's under practice direction twelve Q. So I'm going to have to have a look. 
if you want to drop me an email because it might take me just sort of five or ten minutes just to look up the right form it potentially could be a d11 but i just want to check for you so if you drop me an email and i'll come back to you either later on this evening or tomorrow you are absolutely wonderful <laughs> I, I love all your videos by the way on oh Facebook. bless you um, it's been really inspiring and really helpful, so oh, thank you. You're welcome. No problem at all. All the best now. All right? You too. Take, Take care. Bye-bye. Right, guys, I'm going to leave it there. I've got a little bit of homework to do. I've got to look up how to make a section 9114, so that's going to be interesting, um, so we can help that ladies out. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, hope that that was useful. Obviously, we... we um, did a good hour this evening and we went over um, back here again tomorrow at six for another hour of family law questions so let's see if we can't help out some more of you guys until then take care and we'll speak soon bye bye discord